0: Hello everybody, uh, we're, we're, I might have sounded very excited then, <laughs> that's because we are um, we're recording our special Top Reads episode from 2023, um, sorry I'm doing this all wrong, we're the Two Girls One Book Podcast, <laughs> i literally forgotten what I was doing. Who are we? <laughs> I'm Hannah and my co-host Rhiannon is with me and we are going to do, um, we're going to pick our Top 3 Reads, so we are. It's taken me so long to actually whittle down to, to what I really wanted it to be my top three that it's changed a lot okay. in the last week. So I have finalized okay. it. I'm okay. I'm happy with my choice.
1: I'm excited to know what your top three are. I've kept yeah. it secret. That's I haven't yeah. even posted my top 10 post yet. No, I, I, want... know. <laughs> um, I know. I've done mine, but yeah.
0: We I'm... were discussing just before we hit record. We're not quite sure what order <laughs> this is. We're going to do three, two, one. Yeah, we couldn't decide if that was descending order or ascending order, but we're going to go absolutely no idea from third favourite to first favourite is what we're going to do. Do you want to kick off with
1: your number three? My my number three. Okay, yeah, yeah, I do. Mine, my, it wasn't that hard. I don't think (laughs) my top three were kind of quite obvious to me. Okay, Um, so I reckon loads of people have already. Figured. Figured out. I mean, that makes it sound so cocky, like that many people care about <laughs> what my top three are. So many people have been thinking about what Ree's top three are. Uh, so my third place um, goes to Ready Player One okay. by Ernest Cline. Um, and uh, it's I, I don't really want to... I don't want to say too much about these things because I have talked about it in a fair in fairly recent podcasts so i feel like it's fairly fresh knowledge to to anybody who's listened to to our other podcasts but i guess for anyone that hasn't and anyone that hasn't read ready player one i'm here to tell you that you should um (laughs) it's a gaming novel but you do not have to be a gamer in the slightest It's, I said it was like a love letter to 1980s geekery. That's exactly what it is. But you don't have to be a 1980s geek obsessed person to get on board with this book. It's honestly one of one of the best books I've ever read that I just did not expect to connect with as much as I did. So I think that's why it's made my top 3 because there are probably other books in my top 10 that that could have could have made made the top 3 but this one sort of surprised me um and yeah it felt like it was a bit more out of my comfort zone um and I feel like that it's the, just the sign of a really brilliant book if it can take something that i don't think is really my wheelhouse and totally make it my wheelhouse yeah. i just i didn't want this book to end it was so fast paced and yeah i i can't say enough good things about it to be honest
0: i haven't read it but i'm going to pop it on i think for an
1: audiobook maybe this year Ooh, okay. i think i might try an audiobook version okay i have no idea what the audiobook is like um so yeah you'll have to you'll have to I'll let me know it if it if it's a good one or not um but yeah i i think i said um when i talked about this before i i watched the movie first because steven spielberg made it into a movie and which is fine it's a fine movie mm-hmm. but it didn't blow my socks off as as a film um the the book really did it blew my socks off so, yeah, and I've I had quite a lot of uh, like comments and people saying that they've read, have started reading it or have read it um, on my recommendation or on others' recommendations because it was recommended to me by a couple of good friends. So, um, yeah, I think it, this is one of those word of mouth type ones where people don't necessarily think it's going to be for them until someone says... It's going to be for you. Yeah, I was
0: just going to say that. It's one of those where I feel like, I I don't feel like it was kind of a huge bestseller kind of pushed by people, but every single person that's spoken about it has gone, this is amazing. I love this book. I really, you need to read this book. So yeah.
1: Yeah. So there you go. That's that's it really. It's got uh, an extremely likable central character in Wade. It's just so snappy and it throws you in right at the start like there's there's no messing around and like the pace just doesn't let up it's it's the absolute epitome of a a page turner so yeah i highly recommend and everybody should read it
0: okay well my number three is one which i haven't spoken about yet on the podcast Uh, so what I will say is, I read eighteen books in December because I was doing my stupid catching up to my mm-hmm. own target, <laughs> and I guess it's like the law of probabilities that the more books that you read, the more chance there is that some of them are going to be in your top three, yeah, um so this one I will talk about for a little bit longer, which is called "The Cartographers" by Peng Shepherd,
1: okay which
0: I hadn't heard of anywhere and picked it up on a whim in Waterstones. It came out in 2022. So it's not super old, but not brand new. And this is one for the famous five kids, the Indiana Jones kids and the straight up nerds who just love a good mystery and an adventure story. Okay. Um, I'm so hopeful that my influence, as we've discussed how large (laughs) it is... (laughs) um i really hope that this makes people pick this book up because i can't even tell you how i was excited to get up the next morning to pick it back up because i was like oh can i not just stay up and read this all night yeah so the protagonist is nell young she's the estranged daughter of respected cartographer dr daniel young she shares his love of maps and used to work with him at the new york public library until one day an argument about a nondescript highway map found in a box marked junk causes him to fire her. When he's found dead in his office a few years later, she discovers a clue within his papers that leads her down a road that she's not expecting, and she begins to suspect that there may be more to his death than meets the eye. What was the real reason behind her firing? Why was that map so important to him? And was he potentially murdered for it? so it's tricky because it's a mystery yeah i can't really say much without Mm -hmm. spoiling it (laughs) um it is but what i would say it's genuinely like a wonderfully crafted little treasure hunt of a book it just unfolds with every page there's just a little bit more information um all of the characters that we meet as she kind of journeys into her father's life learning a little bit more about him are but most of them are likable. There's a few who are not so likable, but all of them are very intriguing. So there's not one character that I wasn't like excited to read about. I knew that okay. everyone was gonna give us a little bit more about the story. Um, And the history that I learned about map making was, again, it's a little bit like, I wouldn't have thought that's my kind of thing, but yeah. so fascinating. Um, One thing which isn't a spoiler is that as part of the storyline, you learn about something called phantom settlements, which is a real thing that map makers used to use in the days... um, Obviously, when they were exploring places, it might be the first person who would go there would draw this map. The next person that goes, the map is going to be the same because it's a scientific thing rather than a kind of creative thing. So the cartographers would sometimes put a phantom settlement on their map, which didn't really exist, but it was kind of a copyright trick. So if you found another map which had your phantom settlement on, you knew it had been copied. Okay. And I, boy, did I go down a wormhole of <laughs> of <laughs> weird history about maps. Um, I can't even explain to you how um, clever, twisty, I think maybe because I was a compulsive mystery reader as a kid, there were a few little kind of plot points that I did have an inkling about but there were also many that I didn't so I was still kind of excited and and eager to find out the secrets it was so good it married the science and the art of map making there's a little maybe a little bit of magic element in there as well um I I, it's just such a good book I literally couldn't put it down it was amazing and I I just want to see it everywhere now. I can't believe it's not bigger than it is.
1: Yeah, I've, ne- I've never heard of it. Well, I it's, think I've... It's, I'll show you it.
0: It's like a, just a kind of boring blue cover. You wouldn't really think it was anything exciting.
1: Yeah. But I've, it ne- was, I've, I've never seen it. <laughs> never it heard
0: of amazing. it,
1: never seen it. Amazing. Well, there you go. So yeah, The oh, Cartographers
0: good. by Peng Shepherd.
1: Great. Well, your your unpredictability with this um, is <laughs> cancelling out my entirely predictable top three. <laughs> yeah. In fact, Great. two of
0: my two of my top three are reads that
1: I read in the last week of the year. That's mad. I thought I was bad for because mine, my top three, I spoiler alert, whatever, are all <laughs> from the last two months of the year. Um, so yeah weird uh I guess I'll go on to my number two then with that so again I've talked about it incredibly recently so I'm not going to talk about it a huge amount but it's we all want impossible things by Catherine Newman that's got to be my top uh number two pick um which when I read it and finished it and reviewed it I was like how is anything going to surpass this I was convinced that this was going to be (laughs) book of the year um so it came very close. Came very close. Uh, but yeah, I literally talked about this in the last episode, which we released like a couple of days ago. Yeah, so episode like... 79. I've got it written down. Oh, great. Okay. So that's in episode 79. Um, I've got no idea what episode Ready Player 1 is. Probably the, the short stories before then. Is I that right? do.
0: Episode 76, Ready Player oh, 1.
1: Oh, it's that. There I've is done my homework. Well <laughs> done. Okay. Great, right, well done you. Um. So, yeah, if you want to hear like the full rundown, go and listen to that. But it was just great. I just, I, I'm gonna reread it actually because I really took my time with it. Despite it, it's like it's 200 pages, but I read it quite slowly, which is not something I would normally do for a a short book. Um but it didn't, it didn't mar my experience of it at all. It kind of like dragged, eked it out a little bit. Yeah. Just read it bit by bit. But yeah, it's like the, the. I guess the, the main protagonist, Ash is just a brilliant, I loved her. I think I said in my review that she was like in my top two like female protagonists of, of all time. Yeah. Um. With, uh, the other one being Elle from Paper Palace um, but I just, I love a strong female character who isn't perfect, has a great sense of humour, makes mistakes, just someone that you can really connect with. Yeah. And I found I found that, that that was the case with, with Ash, and obviously, like, the, the relationship with her and, and Edie, who's suffering from terminal cancer um and is uh basically on, on her deathbed for the entirety of the book. Um just that reading about that relationship and Ash's relationship with her daughter and her family, like it yeah, it was just a a brilliant, well thought of book. Quick witted, sensitive, emotional all the things it was great for a 200 page book i just I, I, yeah it it's insane i've got it and h- h- high on my list to read this year it's i think it's going to be part of my 24 and 24 okay you'll you'll rattle through it i'm i'm sure it's it's a very it's not i want to say it's a very easy read but it, i mean it's not it's about terminal cancer so but you know what i mean like it's very easy to read yeah um it's written in a really accessible way, and in general, like there's just so much. If it, it feels like there's so much positivity that comes out of the shitness that is death. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that that's what I took from it. It was just it was a really smartly written book. Um, that yeah, I took I took a lot from it. So and I loads of people have commented saying that. It's one of their favorite books of the year as well. Um, when I posted my top ten, so yeah, that's my number two. Good choice. Which was almost number one, but well, okay, same because my number two, which is
0: almost number one, is super, super predictable. It is okay. Yomi Adagoki's <laughs> The List, which. I feel like everyone is bored of me talking about this book, because I have definitely (laughs) raved about it. Uh, We talked about this book, let me find which episode it was in, I've got it all written down. I talked about the list in episode 70. Okay. So not that long ago. Well... Yeah, 10 episodes-ish. It was kind of the end of the summer, I think. And I read like a lot of really good books at the end of the summer. So this was the one that really, really stood out for me. Um, Again, we've talked about it already, so I'll do a really quick little um, rundown in case anyone hasn't heard of it. So the protagonist is Ola. She is a journalist for a feminist magazine who wakes up one morning to numerous missed calls and panicked messages from her friends asking if she's okay and has she seen the list And her fiancé, Michael, wakes up to a similar scenario. And we find out that his name has been included on a social media post which contains a list of high-profile influential men in the media um, accused of varying levels of harassment and abuse um, towards women. So, not a light topic, I don't think. No. (laughs) (laughs) But... um, similar to what you've just said about um we all want impossible things kind of an easy read i found it yeah. was it was very fast paced uh contemporary the way it was written i l- yeah. listened to the audiobook which re- i would very much recommend but i just thought it was a really interesting take on cancel culture and the kind of veracity of social media and the the way that these things spread without uh, seemingly any need for um, verification of the truth. Yeah. Um, it really made me question which side I was... I kind of flip-flopped the whole way through the book, which is what kept me just keeping going. Keeping, I couldn't put it down. I was like, "This, I have to know what happens. What was the truth? So I just... I couldn't not include it okay. by how much I just could not stop thinking about this book. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's no surprise that that's that that's um included in my top 3. It was top top book for a long long time. I think I read it in yeah. August and it sat there for a good 4 months without being toppled. So
1: um I'm excited to talk about my actual top book <laughs> in a few moments. Yeah, I I also I listened to the list after you um recommended it. I I really enjoyed it as well. I think the reason why it wasn't on my top uh Top ten is cause I just felt really uncomfortable.
0: <laughs> I feel like I just remember you saying it made you angry. <laughs> yeah, <that> was-
1: <laughs> I I was listening to it on like a a long drive, um, and I was I was loving it, but yeah, I was just so like uh, I felt so I felt icky listening yeah. to it just because it felt so like so close to what goes on, you know? <laughs> yeah um i could imagine it all all unfolding in front of me and yeah and so. the way it kind of snowballs and you mm-hmm. without any control over it because once it's mm-hmm. out there it's
0: out there I, it yeah. was just such a tense read but yeah, yeah i just loved it i couldn't couldn't stop thinking about it couldn't stop talking about it i've bored everyone to death with it yeah. so here it is again
1: absolutely fine <laughs> you, yeah, you've got to
0: speak your truth <laughs> <laughs> okay can i try and guess your top
1: I mean, yeah. Go on then.
0: Is it the one book that made you
1: cry? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What is it about? Just being like emotionally wrecked—that means you're like, oh, it absolutely like floored me. I was in tears. I, I have had a terrible time. You must read this book. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, you get it now. Finally, you know what I've been saying for all these years. Yeah, so, um, as we alluded to on our last episode, I'm apparently in my sad girl era now, and I cry. Although, still, I only... Well, I haven't read that many books since since this one. But this is the only book ever to, like, fully make me cry, tears running down my face, actual cry. Um, And that is The Great Alone by Kristin Hannah, which was our December featured read. So, again there's no point in me talking that much about (laughs) it because we talked at length about it two episodes ago two episodes yes episode 78 exactly so if you haven't listened to to that go back and listen to it um but i'm here to tell you that it's a bloody good book (laughs) and it's my favorite of the year definitely um i'm so interested to see whether like have my floodgates been opened now like do I (laughs) am I a crier do I cry at at other books or was it just this one was this a special occasion interested to see how how that pans out um I can't even remember why I cried I don't know it was just (laughs) I think it was just everything it's like again uh, Lenny is is such a good protagonist the setting's amazing just the absolute rubbish that she's put through by her horrible dad and her poor mum who's yeah i yeah just all of that the relationships all of the 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 sense of community in alaska all of those things just i think it all snowballed into one big (laughs) emotional mess for me
0: i feel like she just built such a whole world that you almost have to drop yourself
1: right into the middle of it. I think I, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah I was right all there. consumed. I was consumed by it, and yeah, I think because we read it, because we read it as a buddy read. Quite quite often when we do our buddy read schedules, they are fairly intense. We'll usually read things, in the space of between like five to ten days, depending on the size of the book. So we do try and like do like Rock hammer it for, home yeah. fa- fairly fairly quickly and I think that probably really helped with this one because I was just in it and I read ahead of schedule as well I I had to I, I, I couldn't stop I think a lot so, of people did didn't they yeah, yeah yeah it was just like cliffhangers and just wanting to know what was going on and yeah but I absolutely loved it and I knew that I was going to enjoy Kristen Hannah's writing so many people said That'll be right up your street. It's like historical fiction with a load of good writing thrown in, and some really likable characters who are just going to tug on your heartstrings. And yeah, so I said in in that episode that I've bought several of Kristen Hanna's back catalogue now. I'm gonna. I've got one on my that I've put in my January hopefuls. I'm not sure um when I'm going to read read the others but yeah I'm going to try and rattle through some of her back catalog and see whether this was just a fluke or <laughs> or whether Kristin Hannah just knows how to turn on my waterworks I don't know so <laughs> so I'll report back <laughs> I, I I'm excited to find out what other <laughs> books make you cry <laughs> was it just a december thing was I was I just feeling emotionally vulnerable or something I don't know um but yeah we'll we'll find out that's exciting stuff yeah okay so my top
0: read i did allude to it earlier is another one that i read mm. um it was actually book 99 out of 100 that i read <laughs> this, this year um <laughs> And when I tell you that this book had me crying my eyes out, it genuinely doesn't do it justice. I actually tried to read a passage of it to Alex to explain why I was crying so much and I physically couldn't get my words out. <laughs> so we had a really fun New Year's Eve. Um, <laughs> this, is, this is Where We Live by Kate Hardy, which is, um, again, one I'd never heard of, it's I actually requested this from HarperCollins, who sent us a few books um, towards Mm -hmm. the back end of this year. So this was one that I'd seen in their um, catalogue. It's by Kate Hardy. And it won't be for everyone because the main theme throughout the book is that of motherhood, which I think is why it got me so good. (laughs) Um, It's told from the point of view of an unnamed single mother who wakes up one morning with blood in her mouth, Flesh under her fingernails and a severed toe on her doorstep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> she then finds out that a young boy has gone missing and she fears that she is responsible for it.
1: Gosh, so that's right, a kind okay. of uh,
0: secondary thread that runs through. The, it's quite a short little book. It's only 160-something pages. Oh, right. So that kind of storyline is is almost like the fear in the back of her mind. It's secondary to the main plot of the book, which is her exploring her relationship with her teenage child, which I think is possibly why it really got me, because I'm Mm -hmm. kind of at that point of changing relationships between mother and child. Um, we follow her as she faces her own worries and those of her child and as she begins to accept and adapt to the fact that their relationship inevitably must evolve. So this tackles the complexities of being a mother, of parenting with a mental illness. So there are trigger warnings to be had. There is uh, suicidal ideation, self-harm, postnatal depression, and many more, <laughs> all within 160 pages. Um, and But also the pressures put on women to mm-hmm. to be it all and to be it all perfectly yeah. um the lack of support that single mothers often feel and the blurred lines between protection and control um and I I genuinely I again couldn't put it down I have folded down probably every other page of the book <laughs> so much highlighting has gone on I I just it's honest it's painful. It's so brave. I think it obviously comes from a very personal place for the author. This is her debut novel, but she's a screenwriter, I think, for television. So
1: okay.
0: it definitely is something which she uh, has definitely felt herself. Okay. And I, it was so perfectly done. I think often there are depictions of motherhood, which are kind of sunshine and roses. And it's it's not often that you see from the parents' perspective that kind of honesty of how actually difficult it can be, especially when you are dealing with a mel- mental illness and your own anxieties. So I just thought it was uh, absolutely perfect. There is nothing I would change about this book. So I couldn't not put it at the top.
1: Fair enough. Great. I don't think it's going to be my favourite.
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> And that's what I say, like, Ugh. it will not get everyone the
1: way it got yeah. me, but
0: f- if that's a topic that you're interested in, yeah, it's one of the best books about struggles with motherhood that I've ever read. Nice. There
1: you go. That's, that's it. Top threes. Done. Tick. 2023. Finished. On to the next one now. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm excited. Um... We were just having a little talk before about books that we are excited for. Um, I haven't really looked that far into the future, to be honest. (laughs) No, Um, But it's just take take one day at a time. And also try and get through some of uh, my TBR cart. I made one of my um, bookish resolutions to be to try and get my TBR down to... 20 books by the end of this year so my physical count at the moment I've got 40 on there which isn't that bad I don't think actually no no, that's I've got that I've just lied to you I've lied to your face (laughs) because I went shop book shopping the other day so I've got I've got four more so I've got 44 um so we'll see how we get on with that I, feel... I think I'm
0: I'm there or thereabouts. I did I moved a lot of my books off my bookshelf that I know I need to read, and I've put mm. them onto my TBR shelf. And I'm gonna same consciously go. Let's read this one book that you've had for four years before yeah. you go out and buy a new one. Yeah, but there are a um, few that I've got on my on my list.
1: The same. new Kristen Hannah, which yeah, the women, which we've already yeah t- said that that's obviously going to get read yeah (laughs) ASAP (laughs) as Um, soon as it comes out yeah pretty much the end of this month um there's the third book in the Crescent City series that I'm super psyched about um I mean you're not asked but fine not (laughs) for (laughs) me I I've I've got it on pre-order so it'll it'll drop on my doormat hopefully on the day it's released um and yeah I'm gonna get get right into that I think I I said there's one that I've seen that, that's a new Lee Bardugo one as well, mm-hmm. um, which I know very little to nothing about, but I'm I want to read more from her, and I know it's slightly out of the genres that she's been in previously, so I'm okay. I'm excited to read more from her. I've got on my list here
0: the. I, I'm going to butcher the author's name, who is Alex Ma- Michaelides? Who, yeah. did you, was it The Silent Patient that you read? Mm. So, The Fury, which is set in the Greek Isles, which is, yeah. as soon as I saw that, I was like, yep, I'm in. I love the Greek Isles. That's for me. So, I think we might do that one, maybe together yeah. later in the year.
1: I can't wait to read that one as well. I've read a few reviews that have said it's just like ridiculous. Okay. But, in a good way. So excited. Let's see. Because I absolutely love the silent patient. Not so much the Maidens, uh, which was his second book. So I'm excited to the see fence. what this ones. Yeah. yeah. Like it wasn't it wasn't bad, but uh-huh. um yeah, I'm I'm pumped to see if this is like a return to top form. We'll see. Okay. The only
0: other one that I've got a little note of um is I don't know, at the beginning of the year, I listened to a book called The Trees by Percival Everett, who I'd never heard of before, but seems Mm -hmm. to be a prolific author. And he has a new book coming out this year called James, which is a retelling of Huckleberry Finn from the perspective of Jim, who is the, um, the enslaved boy that is in the original book. I'm quite excited okay. for that one, but I also then feel like I need to reread Huckleberry Finn, which I haven't read since I was a kid. So I don't think I've
1: ever read it, so that Well Yeah. Yeah, so I way. really
0: enjoyed Demon Copperhead is there's a yes. sneaky surprise for you. That's in my in my top ten this year, Demon Copperhead. I really like the idea of kind of retelling an old, familiar story. So the idea of doing it from a different perspective. I'm quite excited to see see how that's done.
1: Nice. Cool. So plenty plenty to be excited about for yeah. this year. 2024 is going to be another good year of reading. Hopefully we spread out our favorites a little bit more throughout the year. <laughs> I feel I kind of feel bad that the the earlier in the year ones for me didn't didn't like hook me cuz I, I was getting towards the end of the year thinking I'm not sure what I'm going to pick. Like this is gonna, This is really there were a couple or a couple that that had stood out for me, but yeah. <laughs> difficult.
0: My top ten has got some which were from earlier in the year, but definitely, I think, maybe it is... Mine
1: mine did, but... Just
0: the amount that I read in the last month of the year is inevitable that I'm going to have some really good ones, so... Yeah, true, true.
1: Okay, well, there you go. That was our favourites of 2023. Um, Go over to our Instagram if you want to see the rest of our top tens, if you haven't already... Um, they've been posted yesterday and today. Who knows when you're going to be listening to this next week? So they've been posted last week. Last week. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Have a scroll. Um, great. We will talk at you later. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Goodbye. Hi there. Thank you so much for listening to Two Girls, One Book podcast. If you like what you heard, we would love for you to like, follow, rate, subscribe. In fact, just all all that good stuff, please, would be fantastic. You can also find us on Instagram at TwoGirlsOneBookPod, so come and follow us over there as well. Happy reading, and join us next time.